0: Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikiatoni, it is our prayer that you will be filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. I'll be teaching you today about who knows the topic, what's the topic today? The divine source code. Say the divine source code. All right. So what really is the divine source code, right? How did God turn the world from a state of chaos to state of the art? The world was once in a state of chaos, right? And then from being in a state of chaos, what, did, what happened? The world was turned into a, a state of the art place. Everything God made, the Bible says, and he saw that it was good. Everything God made, he saw that it was good. How did Jesus have the kind of results that he had? How did Jesus have the kind of results he had? All right. How did David take down Goliath? How did David take down Goliath? How? Just how? How did Moses live for 120 years in absolute health? How did Moses have the kind of tremendous results he had that almost every leader in the world wants to learn about. How did Abraham dig a well during drought, and how did he get water? The word of God teaches us some very, very amazing things. And the reason why we seem stuck sometimes is because we forget the word of God. Don't go for the hype, go for the word. Don't go for the fancy, go for the word. All right. There is a source code there is a source code. There is a source code. I was thinking about giving it a name and the reason source code came to me was because it's not like I even know the actual meaning of the word source code. So don't blame me if I may not be absolutely right. But my best idea of the word source code is like the originating programming language or the original programming language. When when uh, uh the Android software has a source code. All right? And who knows what the source code is? Right? Did you you said something? What did you say that time? <laughs> I, I heard something like WhatsApp. I'm not sure that <laughs> that's what <laughs> all right. That divine that source code is is the Linux. L I N U X. They use that Linux to design everything for the Android. All right. The word source code is like saying the original language or the original thing that is used for the creation of every other thing. All right. There is a way. So let's start in the book at the book of Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter one. If you're there, please say amen. Amen. Genesis chapter one is so easy to find. If you can't find it, well, you know what's wrong, right? Let's start at verse one and then verse two. Let's read it all together. Genesis chapter one, verse one and verse two. One, two, read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. All right. Look carefully now. The Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. What did he create? Hello. What did he create? The heavens and the earth. God didn't just make the earth. God made the heavens. He made the heavens. He made everything, the whole universe, the whole system. Now, we may not see how he made the planets, but the way he made the earth is the way he made the planets. That's the one thing. That's the heavens he talks about, right? The stars, the sun, the moon, Neptune, you know, and the other ones. I I can't believe I can't remember the nine planets anymore. All right, my very earthly mother, please show us nine planets, right? Mercury, Vern- Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, and all of these things. He made the Milky Way. All right, Milky Way is not a chocolate. <laughs> yes there is a chocolate bar called milky way he made the milky way all right so he made the heavens and the earth but there's a reason the word of god does not tell us how he made the heavens because it's just common sense the way the earth was made is the same way the heavens were made praise the lord all right now but observe something very amazing at the second verse Look at something. What was the state of the earth? Tell your neighbor what the state you see in the Bible was. What was the state of the earth? Right? Discuss it with your neighbor. What was the state of the earth? Alright. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The, the state of the earth was terrible, right? The Bible says it was what? Formless and void. Formless and void. Alright? Who knows what the word formless is? Huh? Without form, right? But you you, yes, without shape. Who said without shape? You? God bless you. Alright, it was shapeless. Alright. The world to see is a shapeless person. Mentally, spiritually, and physically. They just dangle like a ball right? It was formless and it was empty. Now, that was the present condition. That was exactly what the whole world looked like. Just think about it. Just think about it for a moment. You may say, oh, but what about the Jurassic era? Were there no dragons? Uh, There were no dragons, obviously. Were there no dinosaurs? right, A lot of people have always wanted to ask that question. Wait, are you saying there were no dinosaurs? The most amazing thing is that between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, God does not give us those details. But they were there. The chaos of the world tells us exactly what happened to the world. There had to be an explosion for the world to be the way it was. The Bible says that the earth was covered in darkness. Now, of course, you must understand that at this time, observe. Observe. It says, and God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void. It's not saying that when God first made the earth, it was formless and void. Something happened. Praise the Lord. Something happened to the earth. Something happened to the earth. That particular thing that happened to the earth, God left us to discover it. That's where science comes in. That's where discovery comes in. It was not necessary because what God wants to teach us is not the history of the earth. What does He want to teach us? He wants to teach us about the divinity of our lives, He wants to teach us how we function like Him. So He left science to find that out. God kept clues everywhere. You know, he could have allowed the dinosaurs to vanish, right? And then people would never know they were dinosaurs. But the dinosaurs were still where they were. All right? Because something happened to the earth. There was a meteor. If you don't know about what happened to the earth, please watch Ice Age. Best history cartoon in the world. Just watch the Ice Age. And you're going to understand exactly what really happened to the world. So that's what made the earth formless and void. A very destructive thing happened. Also, you would observe some very interesting things. If you read in the book of Genesis, how many of you have seen before that when Abel, when Cain killed Abel, he left and ran away where people were. But I thought Cain, Abel, Adam, and Eve were the only human beings. That's still the history of the earth. There were people. God made a new thing. A new beginning. The people who survived where the people came and ran to. How many of you understand that? That is really simple. Because a lot of times we just get ourselves really, really confused. <clears throat> so I hope that I've put this behind us. But the most important thing is the shape of things. The present condition. The present condition. Now observe what God did about it. Look with me in the third verse. And I want you to say, say, um, say it together with me. Verse 3, want to go. No, you've got to say this one loud, real loud. Verse 3, want to go. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, did you observe? In the second verse, there's something we also mi- missed. The Bible says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, right? And the Holy Spirit was moving about. Now observe something there before I even tell you about the third verse. The Holy Spirit was present in such a chaotic condition. The Holy Spirit was present in such a chaotic condition. In such a chaotic circumstance. The Holy Spirit was there. He did not go anywhere. He did not go anywhere. I want you to first understand something deeply. Understand this deeply. God's not trying to solve a problem for you. He has given you the power to solve it. Jesus Christ can be present in your life and you could still be broke. How many of you have seen that happen before to people? I know not you. Come on. (laughs) How can it be you? You know how rich you are. You know the car you parked outside, right? jesus christ can be in people's hearts people can be full of the holy spirit and still be sick people can actually be full of the holy spirit and still suffer they can still suffer they can be stagnated they can go through many many things and you know what the holy spirit will be there jesus will be there How many of you recognize Jesus is in your heart right now? How many of you recognize that? Let me see your hands up. The Holy Spirit is present in your life. Praise God. But I'll tell you what. If you feel that your life is like Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. I want you to understand something very interesting. The Holy Spirit is not going to leave, even when your life is is, is, is undergoing destruction. If you like, your house should be roofless and rain should be falling right inside your room. The Holy Spirit is going to be there. Jesus said it. You know, maybe the Holy Spirit would have wanted to leave, but Jesus said he will never leave. You know, one time I was imagining it like this. People who just go and make the Holy Spirit stay in bad conditions and you would be like, Lord Jesus, come soon. So they don't know that probably, this is a joke, right? So you're speaking in tongues, you know. When you're speaking in tongues, you don't know what you're praying. But the Holy Spirit is praying the perfect will of God. And the Holy Spirit is m- might have been saying, Jesus, I beg, come. I don't tire. I beg. Let just just come. Let rapture happen. Let's go. Because you see, the Holy Heaven is empty of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not in heaven. There are only two divine beings in heaven: the Father and the Son. Where is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is here and is in me. The Holy Spirit is in my heart. Say the Holy Spirit is in my heart. Say the Holy Spirit is in my body. Yeah. You could have the the Holy Spirit fill you up and you will be sick. I mean, think about Elijah, the man of God. Great guy. Oh, Elisha, the man of God rather. Great guy, superb, killed a lot of kids. During his days. Alright, did a lot of signs and wonders. But you know one of the most amazing things about him? He really died very sick. But he was super anointed. I mean, till date, I know people who, if Elisha was around. Okay, I'm not just talking about people because I'll be one of them. I will visit his ministry. If Elisha was around. How many of you know, know that you would do the same thing? There's no way I'm not going to have it. I'm just going to go there on pilgrimage. Because I mean, the man was awesome. The man was superb. The man was powerful. But how can someone so full of God die sick? So being born again is not the solution. Being born again is the access to the solution. Being born again is the access to the solution. Say it's the access. Think of it. This is what Jesus said I am the way. I am the way. It's the access. The Bible talks about us having this access. But now we look further we look further down despite the condition we see god looking into darkness and what did the bible say and god said let there be light you know i was reading i was reading um an interlinear because i have this bible that allows me to see the um structure of the original language god used do you know do you know how it was said It was not let there be light. It was light be. God commanded his results. He said light be. And the Bible says there was light. If you remember the frequency factor, you will understand what he meant when when the Bible says, and he saw that it was good. Think about it. Well, listen to that message again. The frequency factor. It will bless your life. It will bless your life real big. So what did we see God doing? In the midst of chaos, God spoke words. God spoke words. God spoke words. That's what God did to change the chaotic situation of the world that he had made. Of the condition of the world. But then what did God say? God did not say the condition. God did not say the circumstance. God said exactly what he desired to see. What did he say? Light be. Say light be. Again, light be. God said light be. You know, this is what the average person would have said. This is what the average Christian would do. This is what the average Christian would do. So they're going to talk about the condition, right? They're going to say... See, see how darkness is everywhere. Just look at how things are. Things are bad. But I know that God will bring his light to our condition. I know that God is going to make a way where there is no way. They talk about the condition and think because they say something positive that they've spoken the word of God. Oh, I know what's happening right now, but it's going to be all right. Have you heard people say things like this? Face reality. To ask, I want you to ask your neighbor, what's in your reality? People always say, let's face reality. You know what? The thing about facing the reality is that there is nothing in your reality that you need to face. You know why you don't need to face it? Because it's already facing you. All right, your reality is facing you, your reality is so obvious. Whatever it is that may be happening with you, if your life is good, your reality is obvious. If things are not going the way you have them be, your reality is obvious. Facing the reality is a waste of facing. Say amen if you understand me. Alright? Facing your reality is a waste of what to face. You don't need to face it. It's facing you. You're experiencing it. You wake up to see it. When you wake up in your room, you're meeting it. If you didn't have food, is there any need to face not having food? Well, it's not there actually, isn't it? All right. There is no use facing reality. Tell your neighbor there is no use facing reality. God did not face reality. What God did was this. He faced the possibility. Don't face reality, face the possibility. Don't face reality, face the possibility. And the Bible says, God said, God said. If we only knew the value of words, we will speak it every day. If we only knew the value of words, we will speak the word of God every day. You will talk about the possibilities every day. You will speak to yourself. You will speak to your environment. You will speak to every single reality that you are facing now. I want to tell you something, everyone. Everyone, I want you to look at me for a minute. Something needs to change in your life. There is no one who has no need for a change. Because when you experience one, there is something called And when you experience two, you know, there's going to be a point in your life where you stay on one so long. long. And you want from one to go into what? Two. And you want from two to go into three. There is always going to be a point where 5,000 naira was enough to take care of you. But how many of you (laughs) realize that 5,000 naira is becoming credit? You know, airtime money. In a month. In a month, it's becoming airtime money. 1,000, there was a time when 1,000 naira was a gift. If somebody brought up 1,000 naira and gave it to you, you'd be like, woohoo! But now if they give you 1,000, you're like, God bless you, thank you. (laughs) Because as soon as it touches the palm of your hands, it's gone! I mean, as you're looking at the money, it's finished. Some of you... you're like everything about you is a finished work before money arrives it's already done i mean you should be living in the finished work of christ thank god you're living in it because everything about you is a finished work when you got food it's finished i mean you're looking at the kitchen like oh so this is what is there because it's gone when you look at, let's, for those of you who probably fetch water and save water, you just look at the buckets and you're like, ha, only two buckets are left, it's finished. <laughs> if you're one of those people who drinks pure water and you've bought two bags of pure water and one bag is done, all of a sudden you look at one bag and you're like, this thing has actually finished. You buy airtime 200, 400, and when it gets to 100 naira, you're like, this thing has actually finished. I mean, thank God for the finished work. It means you have a deep revelation of the finished work. (laughs) Praise the Lord. All right? But the Bible says, God said, open your Bibles with me, please, to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. You have got to learn how to speak words. The source code, the very thing that God used to turn the condition. His condition, you see, the condition of the world was God's condition. Because he made it. You know, if it it had nothing to do with him, he wouldn't have cared, right? God once had a personal condition where things were chaotic. So, first of all, I want you to understand that if things are chaotic with you, if things are chaotic with your finances, if things are chaotic with your health, or with the health of someone you know, or the finances of someone you know, if things are chaotic around where you are, well, God has experienced it before. God has experienced it before. He has experienced the chaos. He has experienced the the challenge. And if God's solution was words, I tell you what, you're not going to beat what God did. You're not going to break God's record. You're going to have to learn to speak words. Look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Look what it says. If you're there please say amen. I need you to say good amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. See what it says. See what it says. It says, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. Invisible things created the visible things. But do you see what the Bible says? True faith, we understand that the worlds were made by the word of God. The things that you wants to see visibly are inside of your mouth. Your invisible words. Your invisible words will create your visible reality. Say, my invisible words. Create my visible reality. My invisible words create my visible reality. God values words. You know, some of us think that prayer is one of the most spiritual things ever and I agree with you. How many of you think prayer is a very important part of Christianity? Can I see your hand up? Every one of you agree without failure. Do you know that the same way God sees prayer is the very way God sees words, is the very way. The word of God, see, the Bible calls the word of God for a reason, because it was designed for your mouth. It was not designed for your mind first. It was designed for your mouth. In the book of Joshua, chapter 1 and verse 8, what did it say? Ask your neighbor, what does Joshua 1, 8 say? Let the person quote it to you. What does it say? Ask your, He's without a neighbor. You're a tripartite neighbor. What does it say? Joshua 1, verse 8. Now ask the person, what do you observe from there? If the person does not know it, open it together. Ask the person, what do you observe from there? Praise God. What what's your neighbor saying? Discuss this with your neighbor. Ask your neighbor what do you see from there. You can't see something in a second. You gotta go in. What do you see from there? Ask your neighbor. Wow, you have so much depth to talk about. Let me just wait. (laughs) Because I know if some of you start, your teaching ministry begins instantly. All right? But look at what I'm sure you observed. Look at what I'm sure you observed. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Say it together with me. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. He didn't say the book of the Lord should not depart out of your mind. Say you should not depart out of your feelings. You know what? It is written so we will say. If you understand that, say I hear. It is written so we would say. You know, God wrote it down so that you would not say, I don't know what to say. That's why it's written down. This is your word book. This is your dictionary of words. This is where the character of your words come from. That which you want to happen physically. I mean, if people knew the power of words, we would not just say things the way we say it. I remember a story of... This is a real, real story that I physically experienced. My mom Had this driver who, uh, let's just say, of this teaching, his name was Pius. All right? And Pius was, he was a nice man. This guy was a master whistler. Anytime he's coming to work, we would know he was around because right from the street, you start hearing him whistle. And it's loud. How many of you know loud whistlers? And he could play a whole rhythm. But there was something wrong fundamentally with how Pius walked. Pius was a nice man. Pius was a good guy. He was, I thought he was nice. I mean, I thought so. But the problem with Pius was this. From the day he started walking for us, the car was always having faults. And mom was always late. See, if we were to go by 8 o'clock, if my mom was to be at the office by 8 o'clock, Pius would come 7 and they would still arrive 2 hours late. My mom could never figure it out. She was like, I don't know what is wrong with him. He comes early. I just have to fire him. Thinking about it, I observed one day, I was close to Pius. I went to greet him. I was like, Uncle Pius, good morning. You know how we call everybody uncle, right? And I said, Uncle Pius, good morning. He said, good morning. And he was mumbling words. Because I always wonder why he talked to himself. So on this day, I just did as if I was doing something. I wanted to hear. I want to present his case before my parents as a good guy. But I heard him saying things like this. That's how I lost my job. Before you know now, I will lose this one. Things always—I don't know why things are always like this. He, he was just grumbling. He was murmuring, and he was saying, "I don't understand." Every time, every time, that is how Madame will be complaining. That is how the last Madame was complaining. Why somebody? Why I will be doing this one? And he's not—he was just talking. Why I will do these things do not walking, I don't understand why are things so bad. Every time, it doesn't matter how I do it; it never goes right. And thinking about it right now, he framed his world by his words. You know, he lost the job. Despite being one of the earliest timekeepers, every reason to lose his job came up despite his hard work. You know, Pius was a great Christian. That guy, my mom only employs great Christians, you know, people who pray. You know, because the generation before us believe in a lot of witchcraft. You know, to hear that a master wizard is driving you. No, this is not Hogwarts. All right. <laughs> what's that his name again? Um, the Hogwarts guy. Huh? The main character, what's his name? Yeah, you no parent wants to Harry Potter driving them. It doesn't matter how fantastic you are. You've got to be a believer. Pius was a nice guy. Every morning when Pius came, he prayed he prayed for the car and the car always broke down. You know, someone else came and took his place and this guy was different. He walked so long for the purpose of this meeting, we'll call his name Damien. Yeah, he had a nice name like that actually. This guy was nice. He was not that godly but when he left working for my mom, he left on his own terms and he was also a talker. I just started thinking, all these drivers talk to themselves a lot. Have you ever been in a bus and see how they talk? Even bus just going from main gates to ring road. They see all kinds of things with their mouth. And he was talking to himself, but he was different. He almost had a superiority complex. The only reason my mom didn't like him was that he was too perfect. He was coming too early. He was too smart. He was too sharp. He was too fast. And my mom was like, I don't understand this guy. You see, when you get the right person, you're confused. (laughs) You're confused. How could someone be this right in such a wrong world? I'll tell you what. He used his words. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you pray. If your words are not right, your results will never produce. See what David says in, his, in the word of God. He said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Say, let the words of my mouth be acceptable. You see, The words of my mouth. Meaning your words are so important, they are weighed. Your words will frame your world. People who are sick right now have created it with their words. Oh, you've got to learn to speak the word. Don't speak your condition. Don't talk about it to someone else. If you don't feel right, don't talk about how you don't feel right. Don't talk how you feel. Let the invisible create the visible thing. The Bible says true faith. We understand that God spoke the universe into being. See, listen to me. The word of God is near you. The word of God is near you. The word of God is not far from you. You know what that means? The ability to change anything in your life is near you. All of the reason we are looking for solutions outside of us is because we don't realize there is a source code. Turn to two people, give them a high five, and tell them there is a source code. There is a sauce code. There is a sauce code. Praise the Lord. Say I use my words. Say my words change my world. That's what the Bible teaches us. Speak words. Speak words. Right now I can imagine what you're saying. I can imagine what you're saying. Look with me at the book of um, um, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, everybody, open your Bibles. Open your Bibles. Open your Bible. How close is your change to you? How close is the health of your body to you? How close is a change of your own life? Of the life of your family? How close is it to you? Let's look at it. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. I want us to read it all out together. I want to go. Praise God. Look at it. It says, but what does it say? But what does it say? The word is near you. The word is near you. Oh, if you looked at that stuff and you understood it, say, I hear. hear. The word is near you. The word of God is the source of creation. You know, how are you going to be? It depends on how much you can talk about how anointed you are. Don't you understand it? You know how you're going to travel to every nation of the world? Not through airplanes first, through your words. You see, every day I walk on the road and I say, the nations are mine. All the nations are mine. And I say it every day and I form songs about it. You know, I, I talk about it every time. You see, because I can't spend time facing my reality. My reality is obvious. My possibility has to be created. I have to create the possibility with my words. With my words. With my words. Your reality is obvious, but you have to create it with your words, and the word is near you. Look how close the word is to you. The Bible says it's as close as being in your mouth. That means it doesn't take special revelation to talk. Somebody says, I don't know, I'm a quiet person. Oh, you better not be quiet. This world is not for quiet people, quiet people come last. How many quiet people are very successful? How many do you know that are very successful? Count them right now in your mind. How many? How many quiet preachers are successful? The word is near you, in your mouth. You have got to learn to speak words. Never again would you toy with the power of your words. You know, when God, Moses was prophesying about Jesus and our generation. He said, God is going to send a prophet like me and his words shall be like the word of God. The Bible says again in another place, he says, if anyone speaks, let him speak like an oracle. Things are not bad because of the economy. Things are bad because of words. Things are bad because of words. You know, the only reason that we know that Nigeria is still a far cry from change is because of the amount of words that are being released every day. I was traveling back and people were just talking. You know, it it starts from jokes. First of all, they are laughing about a thing. Then everything turns sour. She said, what kind of nonsense country is this? Somebody said it will never be good, though. Look, we are praying, shall, but this sinner. And I looked. And this dude was talking and he was looking to me for confirmation. You know those people that are talking and are waiting for you. you, know, you say that, I was I was looking at him while I was doing it. He was saying, Shibi, you understand what I mean? Because he was sitting next to me. I put this stuff in my ear. I was still looking at him. I made sure to raise up my right eyebrow. I opened the book. Then I spontaneously looked down slowly. Just to let him know, dude, we are not talking the same thing. Say to yourself, I speak my way up. Again. The devil can't do something about a a man who knows how to use his words. The life you want is in your words, not in your work. The life you want is in your words, not in your work. I can prove it to you. I can prove it to you. Listen to what the Bible says. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. It means the life you want is in your words. You're a very young person right now. If you don't learn how to speak, you will get old. And you will find out that the best of life has passed you by. You can't spend your time caring about what's going on. The word is near you. The Bible says the word is near you. In your mouth and in your Heart. Do you know, I've told you before, the word and, hello, the word and is a Greek word, K-A-I, Kai. You know that Kai we often use? It's, there's actually a word called Kai. Do you know how one of the things it means is That is. That is. I'm going to explain it like this to you. Romans chapter 10 verse 8. I'm going to quote what that is. When you, when you take away and and you put that is, look what it says. The word, is in your, um, the word is near you. In your mouth, that is your heart. Meaning that there is a mouth-mind connection. Your mind is as good as your mouth. And your mouth is as good as your mind. See, I hear if you understand that. You know what Jesus said about that? He said, For out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. You see, I'm a really good guy inside, though, but we just have to face the reality. You're a bad guy. Every time you crack jokes, your jokes are about all of the most bad happenings in the country, in your life, in the place where you stay, everywhere that you go. And and you say you're a good guy. Oh, but your mouth and your mind are definitely connected. No one says what is not existent within them. As a rule, I want you to understand that. Them said, where is this thing coming from? Let me tell you where it's coming from. <laughs> it's coming from inside you. If it's not there, you'll never be able to say it. If sickness is not present, you will never be able to talk sickness. Talk. <clears throat> talk. And when somebody says, face reality, you tell them, I'm, 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 I- It's right there, but that's not what God says to face. What does God says I should face the possibility with my words. You know what? If if you're not yet sure about your future, it's because you're not talking your way into it. Your words are charting the cause for your life. If you're always feeling doubtful, if you're always feeling bad about anything in your life, it's because of your words. I want you to take a, a moment right now and I want you to speak wonderful words to yourself. Prophesy to yourself. Prophesy to yourself. Take the time. Don't pray to yourself. I said prophesy to yourself. Prophesy. Prophesy. Speak words. I am. Start with I am. I am. I am wise. I am wealthy. I am abundant. Be intentional about it. Come on. Speak words. Speak boldly. Speak boldly. Speak boldly. Speak boldly. Channel your cause. Talk, 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 talk. Talk to your academics. Talk to yourself. Glory, glory, glory. You speak boldness to begin to rise, then say it loud. Hold that word in your mouth loud. I'm a champion, mine. I'm a winner, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. I'm here oh. earth is mine. Future belongs to me. The future belongs to me. I am generation next. I own my world. I'm reaching all things. I'm reaching all things. Reaching spirits. Reaching mind. In body. Speak words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to show you something that's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind because you've not seen it like that before. The Bible says, therefore, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith grows by hearing yourself. Your hands for Jesus. Your faith grows by hearing yourself. If you understand me, say, I hear. it comes by hearing yourself. You see, the reason why there is so much doubt, there is so much going downness, there is so much trouble, is because you're not hearing yourself. You're not hearing yourself say what you desire. You know what you're hearing? You're hearing yourself say what people say. You're hearing yourself... Hearing yourself, shout your condition. Your faith is not growing, your doubts are growing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You know, I can add something to that place. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God from your mouth. What does it say? It says, I am the Lord God. Open your mouth wide. And I will feel it. Open your mouth wide and I would feel it. You say, but what if I don't know what to say? Well, the word is near you. It's in your mouth. Open your mouth and say anything glorious. It's in the word. Say, I'm rich. If, if, even if you find a place in the Bible, I must ask you the Bible. Say, I'm glorious. I'm intelligent. See, I'm full of wisdom. But here is the the part. Some people always ask questions. Questions like, are you saying? Now, I told you that's the source code. Let me tell you how David did it. David looks at the condition. The man called Goliath. Oh, I don't know the Goliath before you. But I will tell you how David did it. I need some Goliaths to come and stand before me here. Goliath, please come and stand here you You gotta be bigger than me and taller than me. Okay, if not bigger, at least taller. Or as tall. Goliath, come on. <laughs> I'm waiting, please. God, she's bigger than inside. Let's appreciate her. (laughs) Now, don't mind the femaleness of this Goliath. (laughs) Now, Goliath, stand over here, please. Now, look. So, this is David looking and he's saying, look what he said. He said, today, today, God has given you to me. I will take your head off your body. And the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. How did David win? Not with a sling, with words. It was not the sling that won. It was words that won the victory. The Bible says, and this is the victory that overcomes Goliath. If you understand that, see, I hear. Every Goliath before you. Falls before your words. <laughs> Every Goliath before you falls before your words. You know how they fall? Yakata. <laughs> Alright, there was one, one song I was it? Paragada porogodo. You know that kind of fall, and their fall cannot be measured. They cannot be measured. Do you know David also spoke words about his value? David spoke about how valuable he was before he met Goliath. David always said, the army of 10,000 is my strength. The army of 10,000 is my strength. And the day that he killed one Goliath, guess what they sang? They didn't hear him say it in person. But when they began the song, thank you, Jesus. You're the lover of my soul. All right. (laughs) Amen. Now Goliath is laughing at me. All right. Now listen. (laughs) Uh, It's well. Every Goliath before me, language Goliath. Have fallen. Alright, now listen, look carefully. So now the women began to sing. Saul has killed his thousands and David 10,000. You know why? Because David spoke like that. If he did not speak it, it will never happen. Again, in another place, you know what they said about David? God bless you. Let's appreciate her, please. Appreciate her as she goes back to her seat. This whole section, I appreciate her. Uh-uh. Now look, look carefully. One day, David was at war. That was that time when he saw Bathsheba. Why her name was Bath has always shocked me. Her name was Bath, and in fact, let's just leave that. One day, I want to just study the mystery of Bathsheba, but I know there's nothing special in it. Now look carefully. Look carefully with me. David was about to be taken to war. He wanted to join the men to war. You know what the men said to him? They said, no, David, don't go. We can't let you go out of this place. Is it for you are worth 10,000 men to us. What are you worth? You're worth your words. You don't build of your value first without your words. If you say I'm a king every day, Your crown will be obvious to others. You see, I'm not saying a crown will come on your head. The crown has always been there. You know why? Because the Bible says that you are kings and priests unto God. But if you keep saying, I'm a king, I'm a king, you know what your words are doing? Your words are polishing the the crown. So it's obvious. You've got to rise up with your words, you've got to learn to take control of your life with your words. Every disaster in the world is a function of words. Look, before bad things begin to happen to you, you have spoken words. Therefore, before good things begin to happen, you have spoken words. That's what David said. He said, I had died. Had I not said, I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What are you saying with your words? Are you talking your down times? Are you talking your condition? You know, somebody said, I don't know how to control my feelings. It's because you don't know how to control your words. A foolish tongue is a foolish mind. A foolish tongue is a foolish mind. Look, don't misjudge people. Judge them by their words. You will never go wrong when you hear the words of a person. You will never go wrong in perceiving them. When Jesus spoke words to that woman at the, at the well, she said, I perceive you're a prophet. How did she perceive the right thing? Because of words. If somebody says, I sense that you're rich in life. Oh, it's because you've been talking. God is going to use you mightily. I'm not surprised that people tell me time and time again, ministers of God who are greater than I am in impact right now have told me, you are are going to be the greatest voice of your generation. You've said it again and again and again and again. You know what? They're not telling me a thing that I don't know. They're telling me a thing that I've been talking about to myself. Don't conform to your condition. Transform it with your words. Don't spend your time focusing on reality. Reality is already there. Reality is already there. Recently, you know, one thing that I, I began to really, really recognize about words is people are as sick as their words. And you don't need to talk about sickness. You just need to talk about sick things. Have you ever heard someone say something like, that's just sick. Talk about conditions. Talk about how hard things are. Never a word of gratitude out of your lips. You will say things are so bad, but thank God, Shah. It's God you give the Shah and you give the glory to the badness. You take your best words and give it to the condition. And take the remainder and give it to God. And you hope it's an acceptable offering. That you've said something. No. The word is near you. It's the source. It's the source code. What did Moses say to Joshua before he died? Have you seen his benedictory speech? You know what he said? He said the word is your life. Don't let it leave your lips. You know. In the book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, God said to Joshua, he said, the same thing I told Moses, my servant. That's what I'm telling you now. And what was it? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It shall not depart out of your mouth. You don't need to shout when you speak the words. What you need to hear yourself you need to hear yourself because faith comes by what you're hearing. Body around you is yabbing the state of the country. You know what you just start saying? I'm glorious. And, and they're like, bro, what do you think? And you start saying beautiful things. You know what? One of the things they often say is you're talking like you're not in this country. Have you ever been there? So you're talking like you're not in this country. And you know, these are people who dress very well and go to church. See, the Bible says life and death is in the power of words, right? If an ambulance were to drive straight to most churches, everybody would be dead. Because there are words and they'll be looking for the dead. Ooh, Because everyone is dead. They speak dead words. They bring death to their condition. Don't bring more death to what is already dying. Speak life. Speak life speak life command life say I command life. I command life authority is known in the character of things you say don't say i want a good life what kind of what kind of what the hell if i brought a kekena pep to you and i brought a ford and ford explorer 2018 and i said make your choice what would you take? I, I just want two hands up, just two hands. All right. One. yeah, what would you take? The front. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought she just said she wants the front. so remove the front seat I give her. <laughs> but that's not what she said. Yes, wh- what would you take, sir? You take the Ford? What would you take? Ford. Okay, is it my understanding that everybody will take the Ford? I want to ask a question. Why would you take the Ford? It's the best, right? Okay. But why didn't you immediately think like this? But What about the maintenance? Can I maintain it? What about, do you know how much oil is for the car? How much the pump tire? If tire a bus, 100,000. <laughs> Why, why did you not think like that the moment I asked the question? That's how you're not supposed to think about how your words will come to pass because God says your words will come to pass. How is often not your, deci- your, your, your deciding factor. It's not your concern. You know why it's not your concern? You can't take God's place. You're simply co-creator. See, God will always be the boss man. He will always be the boss man. But I'll tell you what happens when you begin to speak those words. The trouble with some of us is this. When you start speaking words. When you start saying the right things. You stop. After two months. After one month. After six months. Have you not read what the Bible says? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that God has spoken. This means you speak the word for life. For the rest of your life. That's the duration. Oh, somebody, if you understand, I see I hear. The duration is the rest of your life. Not a month. Not when things go good. At what point is good, good for you? Let me ask you. Let me ask you, at what point will you stop being rich? You just stop and you say it's enough. We don't want again." Maybe there is a point for you. But I bet when you get there, you will want more. Because you figure out you could do more for the world. There's a reason billionaires now suddenly want to be trillionaires. You know why? Because all of a sudden they see that the, the needs for the world have gone bigger. So they want to grow. Grow your life with your words for life. Talk and talk and talk. One person that really thrills me. All right. Was the man. He didn't stop speaking the words of God. They asked him one time. In a certain book I read about him, he was asked a the question. They said, what's the secret of the anointing on your life? Because you see, Kenneth Hagin never had a church. Never. Never. You, you know, our generation is so used to being pastors. Kenneth Higgin never had a church. He was just going from place to place being a teacher. So they asked him, what's the secret of your success? And do you know the most amazing part? Kenneth Hagin never preached outside Texas. And he's after Jesus, Paul, Peter, many people know Hagen. Hagen was like the modern day. His books are like the Bible. There is almost no Christian library without a Hagen book. Almost no. How many of you don't have a Hagen book? Can I see your hand up? You don't have a Hagen book. Do you have a Christian library? If you don't have, you don't have a library. (laughs) That's the only (laughs) That's just why. You understand it? But she has academic library. She just doesn't have a Christian library. And you know what Kenneth Higgins said? Kenneth Higgins said, it's just three things. He said, it's just three things I've been doing since I was a kid. And they asked him, what is it? He said, I pray in tongues. I study my Bible. I confess the word. Then I listen to what the Holy Spirit says. That's all. He said, that is all you need for a great life. Isn't it amazing today how we need so much more? You need to learn about your emotions, your thoughts, your feeling, anointing, everything. You need so much. We will teach you, teach you, teach you. You still come back and be like, "Eh, ah. (laughs) If there's anyone I want to use as an example right now, it's me. I am actually thriving beyond my condition. At any point in my life, I've always been better than my present. Because I believe in the power of words. Don't joke with your words. Your words are your elevation. Only one time said, where are you headed in life? Now, I don't need to ask people anymore, where are you headed in life? I know where they are headed. Thank you for reducing it. I know where you're headed by the character of your words. I want you to write this down. Your life tends word, word. Your life tends W O R O D hyphen W A R O D. Word, word. How many of you understand the English language? All right. If you don't understand it, I bless you this day. I speak words over you. (laughs) Your life tends the direction of your words. That's what I mean. Are you ready for the great life that you've always thought about? You cannot pray your way into success. Success solutions are found in words. You know, when you're confused about when a certain situation does not have a situation, does not have a, a solution that you obviously see. Don't say I don't understand. You know what you should say? Wisdom is mine. I can solve this. The spirit of God is upon me. I understand all things. Grace is manifesting through me right now. In this condition. You know what? It's fine for people to mock you. His, David's brothers mocked him. But guess who ruled over them? You know what God says in his word? He says, God said, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. You're going to have to rule with your mouth. The rod and the staff that comforts you is in your mouth. The comforting word is in your mouth. It's in your mouth. Recently, I had to pray for someone with cancer. And when I went to the lady, that was, that was um, at Port Harcourt. So this lady, she had a cancer growth inside of a fallopian tube. And I asked her this question. I said, talk to me about what's going on with you. I like to say, talk to me about it so I can see where their life has gone. How far they have killed themselves. I started really recognizing the power of words. Do you know what? Have you ever wondered why you lay hands on people and they are healed and then they get sick again? It's their words. It's their words. God said in his word, I wish above all things. The only place the word wish exists in the Bible. You know why? Because the man who wrote it discovered something. You can't make people have a good life. They have to practice it themselves. He didn't say, I pray, because if he prayed, it would mean the prayer would be answered. It would mean whether you like it or not, your life would be good. You get that right? He said, I wish. That was the only thing he could do. He could just wish. He said, I wish above all else that you prosper and be in health as your mind prospers. Remember, your mind and your mouth are the same. If your mouth is thinking, so is your mind. And I'm not talking about physical smell. Maybe physical smell join. <laughs> who knows? But I'm talking about the, the, the character of your words. Someone one time said, if you don't talk your condition, if you don't talk about your condition, how, who will help you know? Jesus! Have you not read? Have you not read in the word of God? About condition. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. How does joy come in the morning? Let the righteous say. Let the right, righteous say. Today is the beginning of your life. You must hold words as spiritually as you hold prayer. Some of you talk only when you remember. Only when you start getting emotionally drowned. You talk when things are not working. But why don't you learn from Kenneth Higgin? Why don't you learn from Paul the Apostle? Why don't you learn from the Lord Jesus Christ? The Lord Jesus Christ spoke to the extent where he stopped talking about himself with, with, with relation to time. Jesus will say, Even the Son of Man who is in heaven right now. Thank goodness. And he was right there looking at the person. I'm sure some people will see this guy. Oh you did lie. <laughs> You didn't lie. But you know the thing about every pregnant at the first That's the thing. No one has to believe you. Listen, no one has to believe When you start speaking words, it's okay to be. Tell your neighbor it's okay to be alone when you start talking. The only person speaking up when everyone is speaking down. It's fine. You don't need a crowd to succeed. You need your mouth to succeed. Not a crowd. Your mouth. Crowd your mouth. Look what the Bible says. It says God. Is better by men than by few. Do you understand me? See, I hear. I hear. <laughs> you know what. There are 195. Recently, I was just reading. You know what I mean? Saying I'm going to all 200 countries. So I said, oh boy, let me go and check this thing on Google. How many countries are in the earth? I saw 195. <laughs> I said, oh. So there are 195. Well, you know what? If I said 200, well, guess what? Four, uh, about four more, five more are left to be created. Someone here could create their own nation. Maybe that's why Biafra has been fighting. So we could have another nation and we'll say we traveled to Biafra, Nigeria, and other African countries. God is able to save whether by many or by few. It don't matter what is happening with you. Talk! Talk and talk. You know what? Talk to yourself and talk to others. Listen. That's the thing. That's the thing about faith. Faith has to be transferred. When somebody don't have faith, don't worry about what they are saying. Just start talking your own. Everybody has opinions. Everybody has opinions. Why is it that people who have the right thing to say fear saying it? You fear being judged. But people who have the stupidest thing to say fear being judged. And the Bible says you are free. How? I, I don't get the mass. Who, who still understands that mass? I don't. Is it that the righteous people are most afraid to preach the gospel? I don't get the mass, but then one mumu can rise up inside a bus. Hello, country people! There is a drug for every sickness. See, this drug is known all over the world, especially Nigeria. My name is Doctor Kasali Ali. Our gogo niche is for everything. Do you have heard? Is your hair falling off? Are you blind in one eye? Are you suffering spiritual problems? Drink this thing. You will be. You can't stand up and tell people inside the bus. Forgive. Love. You rich. You don't have to complain. Exchange your complaints for gratitude. Take a moment right now to thank the Lord. Exchange your complaints, everything that should be a natural complaint. Right now, turn it into thanksgiving. Every single thing, every single thing, turn it right now into into thanksgiving. Right now, every single thing. Think about it. Be intentional. Is it your finances? Is it your health? Is it your family? mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your academics, your ministry, your life. Turn it right now into thanksgiving. I thank you. Start. Thank you, oh my father. Thank him. Say thank you. The presence of the Lord is in the glory to God. Thank him. Is it your health? Even if your body is broken, say, I thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, blessed be your name for my health. Oh, blessed be your name for my money. Oh, blessed be your name. Oh, God, I thank you, Father. Thank him. Thank him. thank him thank him thank him we thank you lord in the name of the lord jesus christ hallelujah want to clap your give Jesus give give Jesus a clap ovation if I give anyone the best clap you can ever ever give give Jesus the best clap you can ever give him the best you can ever give can give the best you can ever give praise the Lord hallelujah thank you God you may be seated I could by telling you who are if you speak the word What you say is what you are saying. It's not about you or your condition. It's about what you are saying and the condition of what you are saying. Don't care anymore about what you see. Only thing permanent in this world is change. Change. There are things more permanent than change. Hallelujah! Speak words. Speak words. Life. Say and say. Reason anyone ever lives in sin is because of their words. Jesus said, you are are convicted of sin because of your words. Today is a great day for you. Exam has not yet come. Can you turn your brain inside out? By speaking. Not just speaking in tongues. Discovered something. And I hope that by the grace of God, after teaching you the source code, next, it's so amazing. About two languages, the divine and the natural. And how these two languages in themselves are supernatural. I close. I close by asking you this question. How great do you want your life to be? Tell your neighbor how great your life is meant to be. Tell your neighbor exactly as much as you can tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Some of you cannot answer these questions. I notice that when they ask you, say that's a big question. No. How great your life is meant to be is a big question. How great... how great see it as fast as you can speak words, speak words, speak words, talk. Come on, talk quickly. We're about to conclude. Get yourself concluding on this note. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. hallelujah All right The Bible says that they, they know that know their God they shall be strong right and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. I was surprised when I, when I actually looked through the word and I saw how people actually mount up with wings, they mount with mouths. They mount with mouths. They don't mount by flapping their hands. You don't mount by, you don't mount by shouting only. You don't mount with tongues. You mount with, you see, I'm mixing it up. You, you mount with your mouth. Your words are your self-fulfilling prophecy. The Bible says, where there are prophecies, they can change. Prophecy can change. Meaning that even what God spoke about you is subject to change if you don't learn how to speak in alliance with it. Just because God said you are destined to be rich, look at this, look at this giant Bible. You can carry it every day. You go put it up here in your chest and you walk about and it's not going to change anything. This thing you see here, when it is written, it is potential. When it is spoken, the ability is released. When it is written, it's potential. When you read it and you think it, it's still potential. But once it's released out of your mouth... Once is released out of your mouth. You know what you have done? You have just taken yourself from humanity and walked right into the God kind. And now you stand in the place of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You speak words. You're walking on the streets and you're thinking about how bored you are. How could you be that way? You know what? Cook a hot plate of great words. When you feel like you don't have food, open your part and begin to speak words and turn it. (laughs) I'm telling you things that I've done. Now I never have need for those, but I'm telling you, if you're still on that timetable of life, don't worry. It's just a timetable. You're going to come out. You're going to come out of it with your mouth. See, Lazarus was not raised from the dead by prayer. You know, God first prayed, Jesus prayed, you realize God prayed, he prayed but Lazarus was still dead until he said, Lazarus, come! And what did Lazarus do? In his clothes, he got up and started coming out like this. (laughs) You can imagine a mummy coming out. And he came out. And he said, Lord, by now he stinketh. I know what Jesus said. I am the resurrection and the life. He said, the dead will hear my voice. That dead thing is hearing your words. Hallelujah. If you feel like it's dying. See, if you feel like you're not progressing. It's because you're caring about your condition. If I cared about my condition, I would not have been to 16 states. Abuja will not be open to me. But you know what? My words, my words define me, not my place. Speak words, speak words. Do you own a business? Start talking about how international it is. Do you know why? Because objects were created for obedience, their job is to hear you. Don't you understand? The Bible says it like this Oh, you're about to get glorious now. Look what the Bible says. It says, And the whole creation awaits the manifestation of the son of God, of the sons of God. You know, when we think of that thing, we think about it as a supernatural thing, like like they're waiting for a revival. As we come forth and we start talking, houses will just appear. That's not what he's saying. You know what he's saying? He's saying, things respond to saints. And the manifestation is in words. If you open your mouth and you say, this is what it is, those things appear. You're manifesting with your words. You know, when people manifest demons, they don't manifest them by falling. They manifest them by screaming first. They speak words. When demons approached Jesus and began to manifest, the first thing they did was to shout. The Bible says, and they cried out with a loud voice. What have we to do with you? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. All creation is waiting. Money is waiting for your mouth. Oh, praise God. Money is, oh boy, you understand? Money is waiting for your mouth. Prosperity is waiting for your mouth. Abundance is waiting for your mouth. Health is waiting for your mouth. Nations are waiting for your mouth. Your Akada is waiting for your mouth. Manifest the right thing with your words. Rise up this moment. I want you to play that song for me easy. Rise up this moment. And while you are standing where you are, just close your eyes. And think about what, stop moving about, I hate that rowdiness. Hey you, please come back, everybody come back to your seat. Man of God, everybody please. I I don't like the rowdiness. It it makes me feel like we have gone, you know, bananas. Let's just stay, alright? Just think about it right now. Play that song easy for me. I am waiting. Close your eyes, everybody. And think for a moment about what you've heard right now. Just think. And when you're thinking, allow the first things that come to your mind to remind you of what you've heard. The Holy Spirit will remind you. Think about it right now. What is it worth to you? What are your words worth to you? What are your words worth to you? Worship the Lord with this song and let yourself go free in his presence. Just worship him with this song. Thank him. We give you praise. What he going God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Tuchatonia today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly you share your questions, prayer needs and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you. No matter how brief, via our email address at gmail.com That is gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.